for a change in your life? Then welcome to Unfuck Your Life with trailblazing, sassy, and crazy redhead, Lisa Grunden. She cusses. She says the truth. She won't blow hot air up your skirts, ladies. Be ready to create a kick-ass life. And now, here is Unfuck Your Life with your hostess, Lisa Grunden. Hey, everybody. It's Lisa again, Unfuck Your Life podcast. And today, it's one of my favorite, not-so-favorite topics. I just love the juiciness of it, that further confessions of a former people pleaser. Because, hey, that's me, former people pleaser, former people pleaser. So further confessions on this path. Did you ever know that no matter how far you bend over backwards to help somebody else out, they're going to want more. They're going to feel like you fucked them over. Somehow you're going to be the bad guy. I know. And that really fucking sucks. You know what I mean? And for the longest time, I was taught, carefully taught from a very young age to, to be that people pleaser. And it's funny because the very person that taught me that, mom, was the very person who told me later that you were so meek and you were so this and you were so that. And I just, every once in a while, love you, mom, but will you shut the fuck up? You don't know what you're goddamn fucking talking about. And I think I really like the word fuck because I was such a nice girl. I got my fingers up. I'm doing those quotes. Anybody else ever identify with being that nice girl? The one that did everything and took care of everything. And I did it not just because I was a goody two shoes or anything like that, because I genuinely felt that if I didn't do that, my life was at risk. My safety was an issue. That's what I had to do to survive. That is what I believed. That was my mission. That was my purpose. And that was the thing that kept me going. And you know what? Whatever it is that keeps you going, hey, we're not going to make it wrong. I'm not going to make any of my former people-pleasing wrong. It's all great teaching tools because no part of you is ever freaking wrong. Can we just say that? There's no part of you that's ever freaking wrong. What happens is that it is so at the expense of me. I genuinely have compassion. I genuinely care. I genuinely love to jump in, pitch in, help. And I do it like in an instant because that's just, that's naturally who I am. It's not just the archetype of the people pleaser. It's more than that. Where the difficulty for me came in and most other people that fall into this dynamic is when you do it at the expense of yourself. When you're overcommitting, when you're always saying yes, when you'd really rather say no, you don't know how to say no, it feels bad if you say no, what is anybody ever going to think of you? You're just going to have to disappear off the planet. You can never be seen again. You're the worst person in the world. Anybody ever gone down some, all more of that particular rabbit hole? And, you know, what happens when we just suck so much energy out of ourselves because when we're doing it at the expense of ourselves, there isn't that exchange of energy. And maybe they're think thankful. It's like the job I had. Oh man, I thought that I totally made it. I finally finished college. I got that awesome job. I was a pre-Y2K computer programmer. We were the bomb back then. And they probably still are the bomb now. And there's so many different positions that are the bomb. And at first I was so grateful. It's like, wow, I really made it at, the, at that point in time. I had checked off so many boxes of what success meant. 
And for so long, I can remember, for so long, I was very grateful. And I'm still very grateful for the many gifts and lessons from that job. And I remember... The very first time I was like there for two months and we were called into a meeting. It's like all hell had broken loose. We were called into a war room. I got more quotes up, more quotes up because all of a sudden we were getting this contract back. It didn't mean anything to me. I'm a newbie on this job. Yes, I'm in my early 30s, but I have no idea what all this is. So finally one guy steps up and he goes, you know what? Lisa might not know what that means. And boy, I was really grateful because I wasn't going to ask. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And uh, so we had one back of contract that we had lost and we had to fix it and we had to go into problem solving mode. We only had this much time and yada, yada, yada. I was like, wow, I wish I had more experience. I wish I had that, I wish I had that. And I didn't know what it felt like to just be grateful for what I had and what it brought to the table because I didn't appreciate anything about me. I remember that time when one of the guys said, you know what, there have been a lot of times when we programmers were ridden really hard and put away wet. That's an old reference about how horses were treated way back when when horses were the only mode of transportation, ridden hard and put away wet. The horses didn't last very long. And at first I thought, wow, this guy, we got this great job and he's just whining. And then after 11 years on that job, when, yes, they were thankful when you worked that night and you did that, they weren't grateful. The next day there was some other mother, there was some other freaking problem. And, and the gratitude became less and less and more and more in my life eked away and was taken by that job. And they weren't even grateful anymore. They could say thank you in an instant. And five minutes later, they totally forgot everything that you had done. You never got any extra time off. You never even got any extra compensation or anything like that. And after a while, I became very resentful. Because that's what happens when we give and we give, and there isn't that exchange. There isn't the exchange of, hey, you know what, let's give you a few extra days off, let's give you some extra money. And this is true if you're working for yourself, if you're working for somebody else, if you're helping out friends. After a while, when there's not that exchange, there's just that expectation that, of course, you're going to show up, of course, you're going to do it. I remember when I said no to somebody, it's like, I got a lot of stuff that I got to get done on this day. There's no way I can show up to help help you. There was a family member who was very angry at me for saying no. I'm like, yes, you need to take care of your family is what she was telling me. So you can't come to my son's birthday party. I don't have an issue with that. I do have an issue that you expect me to rearrange my whole schedule to pick up the gift from your house for him because you can't fucking do it yourself. And I didn't quite see it that way. And I held to my guns and boy, I'm so glad I held to my guns. Because uh, there was a lot of ugliness that came out from that other person, a family member, actually, if you'd like to know. And uh, we just can't keep doing stuff for other people at the expense of ourselves. It's draining. It literally drains the life force energy, the joy, the excitement. And sometimes we've ever spiraled down into depressing type thoughts. I'm not talking a serious depression diagnosis, although that certainly may have happened as well. Food disorders, addictions, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, sex, pornography, anything like that. 
when it's that thing that's at the expense of ourselves because when there's this free-flowing connection, like you've had it before or you could imagine it or maybe you've seen it on TV or something like that. When friends help each other out, one hand washes the other people do for each other. I can remember way back to Sesame Street, the very first Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, when Bert loved paper clips, and he exchanged his paper clip collection to Mr. Hooper, yes, that's how far back it goes, to Mrs. Mr. Hooper, so that he could get Ernie a dish for his rubber ducky. And Ernie so loved Bert that he exchanged his favorite rubber ducky for I, some kind of holder for all of Bert's paper clips. I can't remember what it is. Yes, both of them gave so much of themselves for the other, and they did it for each other. And then, of course, Mr. Hooper, he comes and he gives the each of them back, gave Ernie back his rubber ducky, gave Bert back his paper clips, because that's that yin and yang. That's that energy of exchange. That's that thing that keeps propelling everything forward. The Niagara Falls could not continue day in and day out if all of the precipitation didn't go across the United States, across the world, continually feeding that waterfall. It just wouldn't be possible. And that's where it is that we really need to be okay with saying no. And oh, when you're not used to that, when you've been taught everything except to do that, that can feel paralyzing. It can feel extremely paralyzing. I know I've been there. I know what it's like. And it's that practice. It's just like I did with that relative. It's the, no, I know how much I can do. And she got nasty. She got really nasty. And I didn't succumb to the nastiness. I didn't engage. I just said, no, I know how much I can do on this day. And later on that day, there was a phone call. She wanted to know if she could still come. Of course you can still come. Absolutely. You can still come. It didn't have any attachment to that part of the story. Unfortunately, it wasn't always that way with all of the things when I people pleased to the expense of myself. And there is this thing called practice. There is no fake it till you make it. There is no grin and bear it. What the grin and bear it is sticking with it. When you're practicing yourself, looking in the mirror, however you wish to do it, imagining the person there in front of you, having a great friend that you can practice with and get that energy exchange going. Got a great exercise for that. I could talk about it really quickly now, but basically it's you and someone else working together and the other person agrees to be the person that you're angry with, whether it be your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your Susie, your Mickey, or whoever it is. And they agree to take the energy of that and you say to them, I've got something. You say the, the name, Mom, Susie, I've got something I need to tell you. And the other person says, okay, I will listen. And you get it off your chest. And you talk and you talk until you don't think you can talk anymore. And then you talk some more. And then you talk some more. And then you talk some more. This is an amazing exercise to do in a trusted environment where you feel safe. 
There's that practicing with you in the mirror because that people pleasing to the extent of you can take your life force energy, can take all of your strength, all of your energy, all of your happiness, your joy, everything. When they another person sucks you up, takes everything they can, and then you're no good to me anymore, fuck off. That's what it can feel like. That may not be exactly how they say it. That's exactly what it feels like. And you know what? No matter how far over you bend, it's just not possible to be all things to all people all of the time. And yet we're so powerful. We're so potent. And so we believe we can do that. And you know what it is? Yes, you are that powerful. Yes, you are that potent. Yes, you are that magical. And you need that constant feeding. Just like Niagara Falls takes all the precipitation that goes across the United States, that goes across the world, that feeds the beautiful energy, those waterfalls. That's what you do with your beautiful source, your beautiful essence. You claim that. You say, yeah, I have that. I'll have that. You know what? I got a great thing coming up. I got a great gift for you on my website, lisagrundon.com, that's going to help you with some of this. So check it out. If you haven't had a chance yet, subscribe to my podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I got a lot of confessions of being a former people pleaser. So those two words, N-O, are very powerful. No to someone else at the expense of yourself and yes to you. Go and I'll have some more energy for me. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong. It's not just a quid pro quo, although it is a quid pro quo. Absolutely, I would love to help you. I can do it on this day. And can you assist me with this? As people pleasers, as Former people pleasers, many times my message was give, don't receive, it's wrong to receive, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely freaking receive. Niagara Falls receives all that precipitation and she puts forth a spectacular show. And you get to receive stuff too. There's lots of little things. When I was uh, packing up my condo, when I quit my very, my really cool creme de la creme job that, that, chewed me up and spit me out because I let it do that. I asked people to be there for me. It wasn't necessarily because I needed their help packing or anything like that. I didn't need their help purging. However, it was so helpful to me to receive their energy being there because I could focus on the task at hand. Lots of times by myself, I would let myself be distracted by someone else. I would take them out to lunch and do something for them because there is that. Call quid pro quo if you like. What I like is that give and receive, that give and receive, that universal law of energy exchange, whether it takes the form of money or time or smiles or food or anything like that. Somebody watches your dog, someone does the gifts for various different things. And maybe it's praise or accolades or even more when you just really allow yourself to receive a very heartfelt thank you because someone else knew what it took to help them out. And they so appreciated it. So from former people pleasers to beautiful, bodacious, generous, generative, fucking amazing individuals. Sass, brass, and class, baby. 
That's what it's all about. So until next time, check out my website, lisagrundon.com. I've got some free classes coming up. I'd love to see you there. Participate with your energy and let's fucking rock this life and make amazing things happen because you already know how potent you are. You've seen it happen time and time again when you've done things. Perhaps you haven't acknowledged it. Perhaps you haven't received it. Maybe you haven't been appreciated by others and most importantly by yourself. You're amazing. You're magical. Till next time, this is Lisa. Bye-bye. You have fun. You feel empowered. You feel that confidence. Unfuck Your Life podcast is to help you grow your current self-worth to maximum confidence. So listen, subscribe, share, and get ready to have a kick-ass life. Interested in learning more about Lisa? Go to Lisa, L-I-S-A-G-R-U-N-D-E-N.com.